Hi, so welcome to this episode of Shoe Pods. Um, I get another opportunity to interview my supervisor, who is Caroline Chester. Um, my name is Killing Gohill. I am a trainee in the Birmingham commercial team. I'm Caroline. I'm a senior associate in the Birmingham commercial team. Um, and today we're talking about entire agreement clause. Awesome. So just to kick us off, um, what is an entire agreement clause? The entire agreement clause or whole agreement clause, as we like to call it too, is one of the most important boilerplate clauses. It has received extensive analysis by the courts and is often the subject of litigation. During the negotiations leading up to the formation of a contract, lots of things are said by sales teams. Um, some sales information will not be intended to have legal effect, but other information could be, um, for example, uh, representations we see. So statements of opinion, which may not become terms of a contract. For example, uh, this is the best piece of furniture you're ever going to buy. Um, or we see statements which uh, have induced the other party to enter into the contract and are meant to be legally binding. For example, we'll provide you with a three-year guarantee if you purchase this item. Entire agreement clauses are intended to prevent the parties to a written agreement from raising claims that statements made during contract negotiations, which are not included in the final agreement, constitute additional terms of the agreement or some kind of side agreement. Most entire agreement clauses also include wording intended to prevent claims for misrepresentation. So what does an entire agreement clause look like? We see often a number of different elements in an entire agreement clause, depending on how complicated you want it to be. In simple form, we just have an entire agreement statement, which is a statement that says the parties have agreed that the terms of the contract between them are to be found in the document containing that statement and nowhere else. So we tend to see an entire agreement statement, usually at the back end of a boilerplate contract, um, and it will say that all the, all the terms in that contract form part of the contract and nothing else outside it. We also see an express exclusion of liability sometimes, which is a statement excluding liability for misrepresentation, which can relate to pre-contractual statements. Uh, statements are set out in the agreement or both. Um, and finally, we can also see sometimes a restriction of remedies, which is a statement limiting remedies from misrepresentation to those available for breach of contract, which excludes the remedy of rescission. Uh, it can also change the measure of damages available. Thank you for that. Um, so do you have any example clauses you could possibly share with us? I do. A very simple short form example is something like this. This agreement constitutes the entire agreement between the parties and supersedes and extinguishes all previous agreements, promises, assurances, warranties, representations and understandings between them, whether written or oral, relating to its subject matter. Simple. So what are these entire agreements designed to do and why do the parties need them in their agreements? They're usually designed to prevent pre-contractual statements uh, constituting additional terms. For example, a statement made in a sales flyer or documentation before the contract is signed, which it thinks is true but doesn't want to be legally binding. Um, being part of the contract, but it can also cover verbal information as well In that comes usually in initial conversations between a sales team and a potential customer as they're trying to be induced into the contract. 
They're also useful if um, a written contract contains uh, this clause um, because it means that the whole agreement is covered in one document, which avoids any uncertainties, um, which should reduce the risk of leading to a disagreement because if there's an issue or an uncertainty about the part of the contract, they can look through that contract and find the uh, clause that deals with it and hopefully deal with it between themselves rather than uh, seeking uh, out legal representation if there's a problem where it's not clear what the answer is, um, where the worst case scenario would be the parties go to court. Um, Final thing to say here is important to note that the entire agreement clause won't prevent misrepresentations made by a party, um, which is an untrue statement of fact made by one party to another one. Um, but it will encourage the parties to include the entire arrangement in one document, which, as we've said, is useful to make sure um, everything is certain and the document is managed properly. So what about the exclusion for misrepresentation you mentioned? Yeah, as we said earlier, the entire agreement clause can also include a restriction on liability for claims based on misrepresentation. What is a misrepresentation? It is a false statement of fact made by one party to another, which induces that party to enter into the contract. Okay. Um, and what happens if a party makes a false statement inducing another party to enter into the contract? Well, uh, if there's a claim um, which is successful, the court can award that the contract is rescinded, which means that the parties are put back in the position had the contract not been entered into, and the party can also claim damages. So how do you protect yourself from a misrepresentation? Well, you can pop in a non-reliant statement as part of your entire agreement clause, um, which usually covers something like uh, a statement that the parties will agree that they have no remedies in respect of any statement, representation, assurance or warranty, whether made innocently or negligently, that's not set out in this agreement. And often each party will agree that it will have no claim for innocent or negligent represent misrepresentation based on any statement in the agreement. And what, what does it do? When correctly drafted, the entire agreement clause can be used to protect against claims for misrepresentation on the basis that it's fair and reasonable for the parties to agree. This can be useful if you are a services provider and you want to mitigate against overly enthusiastic sales teams who might have promised things as part of the um, introduction stage, which are not meant to be part of the legally binding contract. But it's important to note you can't exclude liability for fraudulent misrepresentation. Well, thank you for that, Caroline. And that brings us to the end of today's session. Uh, we hope you've all found it informative. And of course, if you need any assistance in any aspect of law that we've touched on today, please don't hesitate to contact either myself or Caroline, and we'd be very happy to help. Thank you. And Caroline? Thank you. Thank you.